This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. trial at any moment even after the trial any of these people who would humble themselves and confess their need and put their trust in Christ Jesus would forgive yet they had come so become so worldly and self-centered and caught up with themselves that they were willing to lie in order to get what they wanted and if you have to lie for it you don't need it If you have to be deceptive to get it, it's not God's will. And I'll have you know something. Anything you get in this life that is not God's will is subpar and secondary to God's perfect plan for your life. Oh, the high priest Caiaphas, if he had that day confessed his faith in Christ and Rome would have not allowed him to be the high priest any longer. It would have been the greatest joy ever for him to trust Christ and lose his place as high priest. If the chief priests and the, and the elders and the scribes had lost their prominence in society and became one in spirit and in truth with Jesus the Messiah, it would have been the greatest joy of their life to accept the truth in Christ. And I'll have you know something. You may have to ruffle a feather or two, and it may change the course of your life. But if you will admit that you're a sinner, if you'll admit that you need Jesus, if you'll admit that there's some things in your life that just aren't right, it'll be the greatest joy of your existence. It'll be the greatest change in your life that you could ever imagine to begin to walk in truth. And live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. They bore false witness. Look at these things. Look what these Jewish leaders did. These Jewish leaders, they pro- promoted dishonesty and pragmatism. I want you to see what, this, what the Bible teaches here in verse number 59. We get a little hint, verse number 58. We see a little glimpse of Peter. The Bible says Peter followed him afar off into the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Verse number 59. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus. What were they doing? Was it just one of those cases where the high priest and he said, you know, boys, he got the council together and he got the Sanhedrin around him. He said, now listen, now we just want what's right. We want God to be glorified and pleased in this matter and let's just pray that God will send the right witnesses if this man Jesus is a fraud and a fake let's just pray and see what God will do let's let God take care of this was that what they did no they disregarded God and I want you to know something if you use dishonest means to get any type of gain you disregard God you take God out of the circumstances of your life you take God out of the plan for your life, and you take matters into your own hands. One day, 
me and Ian and Hudson, we went flying in an airplane with a man that invited us to go flying with him. And it was quite fun. I was fascinated by it. I, I enjoyed our time. And as we're up in the air, the pilot said, Here, preacher, won't you take the, take the helm or the wheel or whatever? I don't know what you call it. It wasn't really a joystick. It was more like a... And uh, I said, Sure. I was excited. I like to drive anything. It's great. And I, I grabbed a hold of the, of the wheel. I'm going to call it the wheel. I grabbed hold of the wheel, and it was pretty good there for a minute. And then we started over this, the edge of this mountain. There was a mountain right below us. We were going right into South Carolina. And as we started across that mountain, the wind, uh, evidently he was explaining to me that the current of the wind comes up that mountain. And when we were going across that mountain and the, that updraft hit the airplane and started shaking us, I'll just tell you, quite frankly, I didn't want the wheel any longer. I wanted the experienced pilot to have the wheel because I'm not in, I like flying, I don't like crashing. And I was glad to take my hands off the wheel because I wanted somebody that knew what they're doing to drive. And I want you to know something. When you use dishonest means to get secure anything, you have taken the wheel of your life out of the hands of God who loves you and knows what's best, and you have done a very foolish thing. You see, the, this Sanhedrin, this group of so-called Jewish religious leaders, they employed, promoted dishonest means and left God out. They promoted pragmatism. Look what the Bible says in verse 59. Now the chief priests and the elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death. Now, now you see this? To put him to death. Now what was their purpose? They didn't go into this trial thinking, you know, Lord, show us the truth. I understand it's possible that we could be wrong about this. We're pretty emotionally tied to this situation and this Jewish religion, and we just want to know the truth. They didn't say that. We don't want this man to be convicted of something he's not guilty of. No, they were pragmatic. The word is not too big for any of us to understand. If I can understand, anybody can. Pragmatism. It teaches that the end justifies the means. It means if I want something... Whatever I have to do to get that something, as long as I get that something, however I get it, doesn't matter. But we know that's not good. We know that's not Christ-like. I want a new truck. And as long as I get my new truck, that's all that matters. I'll go rob the bank. How about that? I mean, I'm getting my truck, right? No, it's not right. I can't rob the bank. But here's what they were doing. They said, we want Jesus dead, so if we have to use a fake trial and false witnesses to get him dead, we're going to get him dead. They didn't care about truth. They didn't care about God's will. They didn't care about a righteous process. They didn't care about personal integrity. They said, we're going to get what we want. Now, before you... Start condemning them without turning the microscope on your own heart. Think about this. 
What things do you want that you're willing to cheat or lie or steal for? What things are you trying to get? I mean, I know sweet little grannies that tell lies so they don't have to face something. It's wrong. And it's something very small. But what we're seeing is we're seeing granny excuses her little little white lies. And we're watching grandsons grow up and attempt to lead our country. And they lie as a as something that they just do. And dishonesty has become acceptable, but I want you to know something. The whole world may accept it, but it's not acceptable to God. Thou shalt not bear false witness. They promoted dishonesty and pragmatism. They encouraged half-truths. So the Bible says in verse number 60, they, they sought false witnesses, verse 60, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, uh, yet found they none. They had all kinds of people that were coming telling stories, but none of the stories would hold up in court. And finally, the Bible says, At the last came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. Now, did Jesus say that? He almost said that. He looked at the temple in the book of John, I think chapter number 2. He looked at the temple in the book of John and said if... And he was speaking of his body, but he was in the presence of the temple. He said, tear this temple, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll build it back. He didn't say he would destroy the temple. He didn't destroy his own temple. He was hung on a cross, and his temple, the body of Christ, it died. But in three days he rose it again. Now here's what here's the point. There were two witnesses that stood up and gave a half-truth. And what did the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders do? They rejoiced in half-truth. They accepted half-truth. They accepted a false witness. May we not be guilty of that. Where we hear just enough of what we want to hear. And then we repeat it. Or we hear just enough of what we want to hear. And we make it our rule. Thou shalt not bear false witness. The Jewish leaders promoted dishonesty, encouraged half-truths. Not only that, but they employed theatrics. They employed theatrics. What did they use? They used theater. They used uh, acting and gesture and big swelling words in order to woo the crowd and not honesty and truth. Look what the scripture says here. The Bible says in verse 62, And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? Now those two witnesses had spoke up and given their half truth. And he looks, the high priest looks at Jesus and says, Are you not going to answer anything? What is it which these witnesses, what is it which these witnesses against thee? Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee. By the living God, thou tellest whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. What did the high priest do? The high priest 
can't get Jesus to convict himself with his own words, so he starts using theatrics. And he uses big, swelling words. He says, I adjure thee in the name of God. This high priest had no right whatsoever using God's name in any sense of the word because he was just a hireling. Caiaphas, the high priest, was appointed by Rome. Rome, who was in control of Israel at the time, picked high priests. They picked not people who believed God's word. They picked people who were compliant and easily bought. And Caiaphas had no right calling on God. Caiaphas, just in order to keep his prominence and his power and his prestige and his place in society, motivated by his worldliness, Caiaphas calls on the name of God in theatrics. Folks, I want you to know something. The Bible not only says thou shalt not bear false witness, it says thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And I'll just have you know something. At this very moment, Caiaphas regrets ever using God's name in vain. He's been suffering the penalty. The Bible says God will not hold them guiltless that takes his name in vain. Hey, look, Caiaphas has been suffering the penalty for taking God's name in vain and using these means of dishonesty for all these years. And folks, I would do you a great disservice to not emphasize the fact that God loves truth. God loves righteousness and thou shalt not bear false witness. He used theatrics to make his point. He calls out on the name of God. I adjure thee by the name of the living God that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus responds, verse 64, Jesus saith unto him, thou hast said. He doesn't deny that he is the Christ. He actually admits that he is the Christ. And he goes on to give more detail. It's so important and wonderful. Jesus is speaking the truth. Nevertheless, I say unto you, hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, and coming in the clouds of heaven. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.